Hey there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of Lymphedema Podcast. My name is Betty. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist, passionate lymphedema advocate, mother, and the voice behind the Lymphedema Podcast. What began as a small passion project in 2019 to provide answers and explanations to people with the lymphatic disease lymphedema has now reached more than 75 countries. Whether you're a patient, caregiver, medical professional, or someone interested in lymphedema, there's an episode here for you. Every week this season, there will be a new episode to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I made this podcast just for you. Disclaimer, if you feel you have lymphedema but have not been diagnosed, please see your medical professional as this podcast is not a replacement for a diagnosis in person, a treatment in person from your certified lymphedema therapist, or a substitution for your doctor's medical advice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Uh, if yeah. there was an All award right. for best supporting lymphedema partner and spouse, I would probably hands down give it to you. Um, I've met a handful of them. I've even interviewed one and it's pretty, pretty big deal how great you are. So I know she probably tells you that a lot, but as someone you don't even know, just giving you a little kudos there. You're welcome. Um, All right. So we are jumping into this interview with I didn't even use your name. I don't even, did I say, I I said Kirsten in the first one. We're jumping into this interview with Kirsten and her husband, Trey. And if you didn't listen to the episode before, we covered the details of planning a lymphy friendly wedding. And right now we are about to go into the details of planning a lymphy friendly honeymoon. And while weddings are generally planned by the bride, uh, honeymoons it's more of like a joint endeavor and I know that not every wedding is planned just by the wife or the woman but I feel like for the most part a lot of those details the husband the the guy is like tell me when tell me where what am I wearing and there better be some meat at the reception like I feel like those are the things that they care about when it comes to the rest of it it's it's the woman right uh, and the mom and the family that's coming together to plan it. So I just wanted to bring Trey in for this one because I have a feeling he probably had a little bit more uh, influence and uh, suggestions into the honeymoon side of things. So we're going to kind of go into this together a little bit here. First, when you guys were picking your location, cool. was the lymphedema a factor in where you decided to go? You answer that? Yeah, I, I would say no. Um, I wanted, I personally wanted to experience a new culture and something different outside of the country. And we, I, I personally just wanted to look anywhere that our budget would allow without the thought of my lymphedema. And just so, where did you go? Later. Yeah. We went to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Nice. We, we, we looked into, um, we looked into Ireland and last minute decided not to do Ireland because um, it was going to be like a very like back to back. You're on a schedule staying at a new hotel every single night. And the lymphedema didn't influence that. But I was just like, I don't want a busy yeah. honeymoon. I want to relax. That was for sure a joint decision that yeah. we didn't want to feel like it would, it would have been nice to see a bunch of different things. But at the same time, 
we wanted to have a pace that was comfortable. Uh, just where you can kind of have a home base and branch out and do what you want to do. So that, get that flexibility. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, on a honeymoon, you don't want to pack up your bag every night and live. I mean, you're living out of a suitcase, but not every night checking it, checking out yeah. new bed, new everything. So it's a good idea. I like that. Not Kirsten. She, she unpacked the first day into all the drawers and was like, I'm setting up shop. I would have I mean, to. We were there for nine days. <laughs> we're gone I for nine too. days. I'm pulling things in and out of my suitcase, and it just yeah. Be a big if anything, mess. the suitcase just turns into like lymphedema storage space. Yes, and I'm not happy. So, what was I the travel like for you guys? Were there any accommodations or modifications to your travel plans? Uh, I know you said that you had an early flight, so it doesn't sound like you took a day off to recover and then traveled. It sounds like you were like, let's go honeymoon. Let's go do it now. Yeah, that's kind of when it worked, just when the flights were going out, um, because we had to go to Richmond to then go up to a hub. Um, I have one negative thing to say later in our (laughs) interview, so I don't want to call anybody, any any airport out, Um, but... that's just the way it worked out with the airlines that we used and this other hub doing the international flights. Um, So in terms of travel and my lymphedema, I, I was stressed about it. I've only flown once ever since my diagnosis, like nine years ago. And it sucked. I was stuck in super, super tiny economy. And this was when I just had it in my right leg. So like my whole leg was bandaged. I was not thinking and sat in the window. So I was like super stuck. And so my one experience was very horrible. So I was a little worried going into it, but it ended up going a lot smoother than I expected. Um, and I was worried about pain and stuff due to altitude, just kind of being stuck in one spot and stuck on a plane, let alone. It's not like you can really get up or anything, but I, I didn't really have any issues and our wedding gift from my parents were, bless my dad's heart, were his points, which took up all of his flying points. And not only that, but because of using the points, he could cover two ways for two people, but with just a little, um, just a small, uh, a little extra charge on the side, um, he was able to put us in business and first class for the longer flights. So that... That was the golden ticket for my lymphedema. So I was really worried about it, but that that helped a lot. And and I was considerably comfortable for being someone with bilateral lymphedema um, in my legs. That's amazing. That pro- that had to be a game changer for sure. It was. It was definitely a game changer. It was about four hours of flying, and three and a half hours of that were in first class. So yeah, that, that is a huge difference. Did you have any travel issues? You kind of mentioned not, I mean, you don't have to call them out if you don't want to, but did you have any travel issues with TSA or boarding or any of that stuff? Not TSA. And I won't say any names cause I don't, I don't want to discredit an airport or, or anything, but we, um, so again, we use my dad's points. So my dad did everything and, and he's, he's got points for a reason. He's a travel expert. So he had set up everything for me to have a wheelchair with everywhere we landed. Um, wheelchair went great when we landed in Punta Cana, went actually phenomenally. 
um, and definitely well needed. Uh, but um, the main hub that we use for the international flights going there and coming back did not have my wheelchair that we requested and even confirmed the day before. Um, going to Punta Cana, it wasn't like the biggest deal. Um, we left Richmond, arrived at the hub, at the bigger hub, and it wasn't really the end of the world. We had a long enough layover, we could get through, and we had to get in like a train and go. So it was kind of like whatever, but coming back, we left Punta Cana, arrived at this hub, and we had an hour and a half to get to our gate for the connecting flight. And at first we thought no big deal. Neither one of us realized that you have to, I haven't traveled internationally in 10 years and he never has before. Um, and when I was traveling internationally, it was, I was the little duckling following my dad. So I didn't know what the process was. We didn't realize we, <laughs> we didn't realize we had to go through customs, TSA again, and recheck our bags again. And then that's when we were like, Oh crap. Like, because I'm slow. Like my, 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 I wasn't in pain or any, not, uh, it's hard to describe the feeling. It's just, you're slow. Your the length is like coming back to that altitude. And I'm very slow moving and my wheelchair wasn't there. And by the time when we got to our gate, I was overheated about to pass out. Um, because I was pushing my body too much and I do have a vasovagal response and a history of passing out in the past when that vasovagal was triggered oh, and well, gosh. it got triggered. <laughs> so I was a little upset my wheelchair wasn't there because then I overheated and we got to the gate and I just like kind half like sat half collapsed and poor guy was, he just like bent down. He was like, do you need water? And I'm just like mad, angry and just like, yes. And he like disappears and comes back with water. So we made it to our gate, but that was really the only issue we had is that the wheelchair um, that was requested was not there, which was a little upsetting. It's really frustrating. It. I'm sorry that happened. It, it is what it is. We made it. All was well with the world. <laughs> it would have been convenient because if you're in the wheelchair, you get to skip the long line. Okay. I was going to so, avoid that part, but well, I mean, it's no secret when you're in line. You see, I mean, it's a, the whole thing plays together when, that the wheelchair, when you have a medical condition is intended to make yes. your travel easier and to help you get through faster, yeah. which limits your stress on your body. So while, while some people look at it and go, Oh, she's just trying to skip the line or he's trying to skip the line or whatever. It's the whole thing. I mean, you could have actually passed out and missed your flight and had a medical emergency and had to have the paramedics called. Like, you know, you, you have no idea. Like all these things could happen. Like you could pass mm -hmm. out and hit your head. You could pass out and hit another person in the airport. You know, there's all yeah. kinds of things. So it's really frustrating that it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's there for a reason. I don't care about people who are just like, Oh, they're just using that skip the line. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not, never going to see them again. I don't care about their thoughts because, um, and especially when you're, when for me, my legs were, you know, coming back to earth as I guess I'll call it, you know, standing in that line was that's when the pain started coming since my, since I didn't have my wheelchair and we had to stand in line, wait to go through customs and then stand in line again, wait to go through TSA. Like that's where I was like, I need my wheelchair. Even if we're still in the same line, I would, 
I need to be, I would rather be sitting right now than standing here. I could feel everything swollen. It's that gravity. Um, that so gravity that effect coming back into play. Cause you have yeah. pressure, you're pressurized in a cabin, but it's a different settling when gravity yeah. comes back and it's like yeah. pulling it all down. So yeah. on the honeymoon, did you guys do any activities? Yes, we did lots of activities. Um, we just took advantage of being somewhere different, somewhere new in another country. Um, I didn't try to modify um, any activities while we're on or off the resort. I guess I could say I was a little bit of a bad lymphedema patient. I kind of ate and drank whatever I wanted to. <laughs> I had a, a lot more soda than what I normally do because it was also hot down there. It was still like 40 degrees up here in Virginia for the mornings and nights. And when we arrived there, it was like 85 That's a shock. degrees all day, all day. Um, so there, there are days when we were off the resort and I was just like, I need some sugar. I need a Coke. Um, but I would just say just for a week, I, I just took advantage of it, took advantage of the activities. And I didn't let my lymphedema like put me down or anything. I just enjoyed them the best I could. And of course, Trey helped a lot with I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode so far. I want to jump in and tell you guys that you should be definitely checking out the sponsors who support Lymphedema Podcast. This year, our sponsors are Eros Medical, Play, which is Pediatric Lymphedema Alliance, Medi, and Juzo. Go check out their websites, go check out their Instagrams and their social medias and find them so that they can help you power through your lymphedema journey. Well, we we scheduled like we, yes. we we scheduled them in a way where she could we could go on an excursion and then we'd have a day to for most part recover at the resort and so we we just it's not that we didn't do anything yeah. we wanted to do we just broke it up where we had like a, a activity then a recovery activity then yeah recovery. and that helped a lot and I I did I know we I think we briefly went over earlier about planning and stuff that I did plan I was like okay. Um, Day one, arrive. Flights are early. As long as everything's on time, we should be there by one. And we were. We were at the resort by, we left Richmond, 6.30 in the morning. We were at the resort in Putacana by one o'clock, like checking in. Um, hung out that day, got settled in. As Trey mentioned, I made myself <laughs> comfortable unpacking my thing. <laughs> and then the day after was our first full day of excursions. We did zip lining, dew buggies, horseback riding. The day after that was a day of rest, um, hung out on the beach at the resort. I flipped the chair. If some of y'all saw my post, I flipped the chair around so I could see the ocean, but I had my legs on the back part so that they were elevated because with the full day of excursion, yeah. it made my legs kind of angry. So I was yeah. trying to enjoy it, but also kind of like, Olympified uh, it. <laughs> um, but it was a day of rest. And then the next two days in a row were full days of excursions, playing with some monkeys, doing plantation tours, um, going out to local markets and seeing the whole local thing, um, doing some shopping. And then we had two days of rest. Um, and then our last full day, we did a half. It was a last minute plan thing. Actually, we did a half day of snorkeling with that came with other. How things, did your legs to respond to being in um, that, the salt water? So I don't know if you saw my uh, story. I actually inquired what people do to uh, keep the garment on or take the garment off. 
I ended up keeping the garment on um, mainly because um, as uh, our good friend Amy at Lymph Wealth, um, our herbalist, she did bring up the point where my legs are going to be super, super white and I'm going to be in the water. So sunscreen stays on, but so well. Um, so I didn't want to risk burning my legs. Uh, so I kept my compression on and I'm glad I did. I didn't, um, feel like it felt like any different. And especially with the heat, um, and some of the wind down there, they dried pretty quickly. They were dry before we even got back to the resort, like a couple hours later. Um, and my legs didn't get burned and I had fun and my legs were not swollen that day, which the I know water, like learning because of having this disease, I've learned that water is a natural compression. So I was like fully prepared for my legs to be mad and what have you done to me? And now we have to get on airplanes tomorrow, but it, they looked, they looked normal. They looked fine. Um, so with being in the water, that was my first I don't go in the water anymore because of my lymphedema. Um, I don't allow the lymphedema to discourage me, um, but it's just not—it's just not my thing anymore to just go out on the beach and just sit there all yeah. day every day. It's just not my thing anymore. So that was my first experience. Sitting like, on really the beach with lymphedema is one uh, thing. Okay. I mean, hot, stationary. May I say hot again? In a garment doesn't sound great to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable. It, I don't dis- allow it to discourage me, like in a um, in an appearance kind of way. It's just not comfortable, and it's yeah. just not my thing anymore. I get bored. Um, so doing the snorkeling and seeing all the really pretty fish and, and doing something while in the water that was nice, and I I don't think it affected me at all in any way. My legs almost looked kind of normal. So as a CLT, I'll throw that. in for anyone listening that the water, the buoyancy of water. For every foot you are in water, you at the bottom at your foot, you have 10 millimeters of mercury of pressure. So you being 411, if you are in chest high of water, so let's say that's like four feet of water you're in. If you're in four feet of water at your foot, Mm -hmm. you're getting an extra 40 millimeters of mercury of pressure, which is the garment compression level. So 30 to 40 is a leg garment. So you just did pretty intense therapy uh, in in a good way whenever you got into the water. And I don't know how much salt water plays a part in it. Um, That's not my area of expertise, but I had a patient one time who would swear, like she had a pool at home and she did like her own water aerobics and hers was upper extremity lymphedema. But she would swear Uh that when she went into the ocean and did her same little like activity, that she was like immediately less swollen when she got out. So I don't know if the salt water plays any part in it. Okay. Um, I don't take things that my patients tell me like as the gospel um, or science even. I'm just like, cool, Thank that you. worked for you. Never heard that before. <laughs> um, but in this case, so you wearing your garment, yeah. you had your compression on, snorkeling, you're kicking your legs, you have an active muscle pump, plus you had an extra layer of compression on it. I would say that's probably one of the better activities someone could do if you're about to go fly. Cause you just gave yourself, however long you're in the water, you just gave yourself like a really intense MLD session plus the compression on your abdomen to get your thoracic duct and your diaphragm working. You basically just primed the hell out of your lymphatic system before getting on the plane. 
So that's probably one of the reasons why you had a good turnout, even though it was probably a pretty busy day, even with like getting on the boat, getting to the location and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking back, it, um, it was a really good workout and I, I was honestly amazed. Like if anything, I was exhausted just because of the current, the current was kind of strong that day. Um, and but our, our our floaties that they made us wear and the flippers that we put on actually it was actually it made it difficult to get under the water <laughs> and see the fish so we were pretty much on the surface but fighting the current a little bit so i was exhausted in the terms of just swimming in a current when i'm not used to swimming anymore really like i guess working through yeah. muscles in new ways that i'm not used to but um i i was definitely pretty amazed by i was like wow, my legs feel pretty good. Like, and I've always wanted to incorporate some sort of water or something, um, but I just don't have access to a pool or anything to do any of that, unfortunately. I tried to a couple summers ago and it, it, I just couldn't make it work. Um, but it, it was nice. It was really, really nice. I'm going to turn it on Trey for a second. <laughs> He's like, oh, Goody. what? So from your perspective, by the honeymoon, by the time the honeymoon came around, your spouse how, what's your perspective of, you know, traveling with a spouse who has a condition that requires extra time, extra care, extra attention? Um, if someone who's listening, who is like you, I'm going to assume, so correct me if I'm assuming incor in incorrectly, um, I would assume pretty able-bodied could run through that security line, no problem. Um, what encouragement would you give to another partner who's new to this, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, Kirsten and I have been together so long. We, as, as we kind of been together, I have a feel for what she can do and can't do. So it's, uh, it's, it's just kind of meeting what I know she can do uh and, and, we're, and if there's something i don't think she can how, how can i help her do it i i don't mean it in an insensitive way but i don't i treat her like she has lymphedema but at the same time i treat her you know knowing she's capable to do everything uh just like anybody else would I, and I, I hope that doesn't come off as insensitive but it's uh I don't, I don't think of it any different you know we all have our limitations and i know like i said i know what hers are so it's just kind of meeting her where she needs help and then letting her be independent and figure it out. Uh, it absolutely makes sense. makes sense. And I don't think what you said is insensitive at all. If anything, I wish more people would take that approach because I find that people bubble wrap their, their partner too much. And it's either a, I'll go do this while you stay in rest and you kind of separate and it's like their lymphedema is over here, but it's not allowed and allowed a strong, a strong verbiage. It's not accepted to like go out and do the things together. Um, and I think it would be really helpful for a lot of couples if more took that approach of, I'm just going to come along and help you where I see you need help. If you don't ask for it, yeah. I'm not going to continually offer it. I'm not going to offer to pick up your chopsticks and you know, make sure that I'm helping you with every little bitty thing and catering and babying and enabling. Um, but I think that it's actually loving, like in a good, yeah, good it's, way. It's, 
I know I don't think of her any less than I would if she had it or she didn't have it, but I know she has it. So, and I don't, I definitely don't supervise her, but you know, in the back of my mind, if we're doing something, I, you know, if there's something heavy or something that's going to put her in any extra stress, I might volunteer. I I don't know. I I definitely, I, I don't, I don't treat her any different than I would if she had it or didn't have it. But I know yeah. that and you're also, from what I've seen on social media and what she's kind of shared a little bit of is that you're also active in her daily management. And so, you know, maybe if it's night or morning or whatever, you're rolling garments, you're aware of what she's doing. You're kind of aware of the process and it's not just a, Oh yeah, they have lymphedema, but she kind of does it on her own. And I don't ever know it's even there. Like, that to me would give a red flag and be like, yeah. nope, nope, nope. It's definitely there. You're just hiding <laughs> yeah, your head in the sand. Yeah. Kirsten is very list oriented. So <laughs> uh, I have like three to do lists around here. But, you know, when we first started, she she has she's very organized. Uh, and so it's very easy to pick up when she's that organized what needs to be done. And so, you know. If, if I know something needs to be done and I'm just sitting around uh, on my, I work from home if I'm not traveling. So if I'm sitting around and I know something needs to be done, like on my lunch break today, I uh, rolled her bandages and just that type of stuff. It's uh, kind of filling the void with what I know she needs to have done. So it is, yeah, it, it works out for, it's, it's helpful for both of us. So I don't know if, if we asked or if you just kind of, if you answered it in your own way, did I ask you if you would give encouragement? Like if you could give some advice or like words of encouragement or was that your answer? Like just treat them, treat them normal and just kind of jump in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, to me, it's a uh, treat, treat them just like you treat anybody else. I, I guess you have to think, how would you want to be treated uh, if, if you were that person? And I know I wouldn't want, I for sure wouldn't want somebody babying me. And, and uh, I mean, it would be appreciated. I guess you understand what they're trying to do, but I, I enjoy, or I, I have taken the approach and we're married now. So it seems to have worked uh, that, you know, where she needs support, I'll give that support, but I, I'm definitely not going to bulber it. Cause when I'm, when I'm gone, I want to know she can do it um, as well. So I, I guess it works as far as summarizing all that word salad, the words of encouragement would be to just, uh, you know, she, the, your spouse is no different than you are. Um, they, you have challenges, they have challenges. So uh, complimenting each other how you can. When you get married, you're saying in sickness and in health. That's right. Yeah. And if you can't do it in sickness and in health before you're married, why don't do it? Don't even try. Yeah, because you want to be No. It doesn't go away. So, you know, it's always going to be there. And he's extremely helpful. And, and I'll speak up if there's, if I'm going out with a friend or something, or if I have an appointment or something and I'm crunching time and I'm like, I would really prefer to be bandaged before going back out so that I'm not bandaging so late. I'll speak up and say, can you really just make sure these bandages are rolled by this time or something? Um, or if it's just a normal day, I'd, you know, just a normal, normal day. If I come home and I notice they aren't rolled, it's like, okay, he's had a, he's had a busy day of meetings. Um, what can I do to help him? Um, maybe not be so. Yeah. Busy. I mean, and that's <laughs> life, right? Like um, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not too much different than like a married couple being like, Hey, 
you, you know, you work from home. Can you have dinner done these nights a week, but you come home and they had a bad day. You're not going to go, you were home all day working. How come dinner isn't ready? You're going to go, Oh, something was off. You've had a busier day than usual. Let me jump in and make dinner. Like it's just a different task. Yeah. yeah. Having like the Dima does not have to make a relationship or a marriage absolutely any different. You know, just uh, like things you hear about. Some days it's going to be 60 40. Some days it's going to be 50%, 50%. Some days it's going to be 80 20. Throwing lymphedema in there is not going to be any different. And the lymphedema is not going to go away. So it's um, those times where you just, I don't know, you just make it work. And well, other than planning, to do the Dominican Republic over Ireland because of hotels and travel and packing up and going to different places every night. Did you guys learn anything else um, through the honeymoon planning or the honeymoon experience? Um, I guess I'll start. I learned that it was definitely nice um, to have a day of fun stuff and have a day of rest, have a day of fun stuff, have a day of rest. That was definitely a key factor. Uh, And I also learned to just live your life. I mean, I was on vacation. I, we, I, we don't get to go on vacation often at all. Um, Like I had mentioned before we got started, I I personally hadn't been on vacation since 2018. It's just, it comes down to PTO, doctor's appointments, just time. Uh, but just live your life. And, and I, I had some soda. I, I do not drink soda here at home. I had some soda there, had some pina coladas. Um, I sat out in the heat. I sweat in my bandages <laughs> so I could get some sun. Um, I had very long days of excursions, even when my legs were a little angry. Um, I mean, my lesson, my lesson was just I lived my life and I don't, I, for one week, I lived my life. I did something that was different, more than likely a once in a lifetime thing, and I don't regret it at all. The, the only thing I have to add is oh boy. It's, it's just a, it's, it's like a marketing thing, right? Like you were talking about having a day of rest and a day of activity. But I mean, the reality is I, I don't have the disease and I don't want to do things back to back to back. So it's like if you don't think of it as I have to do it because of lymphedema. Well, I, I personally don't have lymphedema and I don't want to do things back to back to back. So it's more of like phrasing it as the, taking that rest day isn't even really a lymphedema thing. It's, I mean, it's good for lymphedema. It's also just but, good for you. You know, I don't know. Good for you. Exactly. You're on vacation. So that I like the vacation a little bit slower pace. So I don't know. Just kind of speaking to not letting it hold you back. If you don't think of, I mean, I don't know. I don't, not, not that you don't need to think about it, but it's not holding you back uh, in that yeah. regard of doing activities, in my mind, at least. Uh, if it's okay, I'd like to add one more thing. Just being away on vacation as a newly married couple, um, or just a couple just out by ourselves at a whole new place, like, it's just us two. We don't have, you know, friends or family um, joining us or anything. They're, you know, you're conversating, you're talking a lot, or sometimes you're just sitting there enjoying the ocean, whatever. Um, he, he'll always like start a conversation. Like, what are you thinking? And the entire week, every single time my response was absolutely nothing. I am thinking of absolutely nothing. And I just still think of that because like here, like I said, I do have anxiety. I have high anxiety actually. 
have a lot of anxiety. I have lists. I, I want things to be organized. I I look at a place in the house and like we're on vacation I wasn't worried about I wasn't worried about my horse I knew he was very well being very well taken care of I wasn't worried about things to do when we get home I wasn't worried about my lymphedema I I was thinking absolutely nothing and it priceless and then that changed we landed in America <laughs> that's when reality set in and my phone's going off like with emails and this and that and I'm like Okay, yeah. the anxiety uh, Vacation is great. It comes with a price usually, which is the ketchup that comes afterwards. I'm so happy to hear that you guys yes. had a great honeymoon. I'm so glad to hear that you enjoyed it. Um, accommodated each other's preferences, not even necessarily abilities, but just preferences. And that's that's so key to consider that and take it slow and enjoy that because I mean, a honeymoon is a big deal and it's a special time and taking those alternating days to just enjoy your location, to join each other. It's, it's probably really, really great. And I'm glad you have those memories and you had a great time. So, so we're going to close out again and I'm going to let both of you, um, share a little word of encouragement. And I know you just did one too, Kirsten, with the other episode. Um, and then we can close out. And if you'll let them know where to see your social media so that they can catch you and find these wedding and honeymoon pictures whenever they come up, if they're not already out there a little bit now. All right, Trey, you go first. I'm leaving it off. Yep, you're leaving uh, it off. My, my words of encouragement are uh, if you are a, a spouse or a partner of somebody with lymphedema, is that they're really not much different than you. Um, they have challenges that are different than yours, but you have challenges, I'm sure, that are challenges for them. So, uh, again, in my mind, it's more of a marketing thing. You have your challenges, they have their challenges. So, you're going to have to compromise some way. So, it's, it's uh, all about meeting the need of your partner. I'll turn it over to you, Kirsten. Okay. My words of encouragement would be, I encourage to not let your lymphedema control where you go and what you do. Go where you want to go. Do what you want to do. Um, and then, yes, you may have to take a few extra steps to figure out what's going to be the best for your lymphedema to get through that trip or through that specific activity. Um, but I would really strongly encourage to not allow the lymphedema to control you. You control the lymphedema, um, even if it just means taking a few extra steps to uh, just have a few extra tools in your toolbox. And where can they find you on social media? Yes. Uh, sorry. They can find me at eight furlongs underscore of underscore lymph. Wonderful. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate your time. And I really like hearing this little happy, happy little love story. It's, it's a good change of pace for the podcast. Thank you so much. When I get photos oh, I back, wait. I think post. I got little chili bumps when you said that you, um, you wore your bandages and you're like PJ getting ready. I was like, oh, I love it. It's so good.
Yes, that was important to me with my day of coordinator who helped with the timeline and everything. I was like, so when do I need to be getting my dress? Because our photographer's arriving at 1.30 and I want to be able to get to it. I mean, that's just keeping it real. That's like the real, real right there. I like it. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about our topic today. Remember, if there's a topic you're looking for, the website has a full library of podcasts. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.